Welcome to the Find Your Nutrition Podcast. Here, we'll discuss nutrition for health, wellness, and energy for everyday life. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Recently, I came across a post where someone was talking about their journey reversing prediabetes and asking other people how they keep it under control after they reverse prediabetes. So I want to read through the post and the comments from other people who reversed prediabetes, and I really think it'll help you with strategies that you can implement and mindsets for after reversing prediabetes, what are the most important things that you should keep in mind to keep prediabetes away for life. So the post was called, People Who Have Reversed Prediabetes, How Are You Keeping It Under Control? And then they go to say, I'm doing everything I can to get into normal glucose level range, losing weight, trying to have a full good night's sleep, trying to eliminate stress, and so on. I know I'll reverse this thing in no time, but one thing that I'm wondering is, what after that? I've been fasting for almost a week now, and have lost eight kilograms, and I know for a fact that I'm never going to the old eating habits and overly sedentary lifestyle, but I don't think I can give up on weekly pizza and pasta treats to myself. Some people who have reversed prediabetes, how have you been able to keep it under control? Like, how many carbs have you had? What precautions do you follow? Do you have cheat days? or eat normally during vacations. Basically, what changes have you made in your life? Thank you and have a good day. So it's a really good question. This person seems like they went a bit extreme in their way of trying to reverse prediabetes, which is fasting for a straight week. Um, You can definitely reverse prediabetes in ways which are more moderate and Um, a bit slower but a bit more sustainable like for example what this person is doing is a bit unsustainable but now I'll go through the comments of people who really reversed prediabetes already and their tactics for staying in healthy glucose ranges and not getting back to a state where they have prediabetes again so someone says After eliminating favorited culprits from my daily diet, bread, potatoes, pasta, for example, I found replacement foods and meals I enjoy, many low-carb vegetables, mostly discovered through blogs and cookbooks. The other helpful change was getting a blood glucose meter so I can check numbers between annual checkups and make sure I'm not cheating too much. As of now, I'm in a place where I eat what I want, but I know if I binge a few days of bread, beer, or ice cream, my numbers will creep back into prediabetes territory. So generally, enjoy those foods without guilt socially and on vacations, but always have a voice in my head reminding me that I can't do this long-term anymore. Seems to work for now. So far, so good. So I totally uh, agree with this person and... Once you reverse prediabetes, you can never go back to those old ways of how you were eating. It is okay to, on one hand, eat that way one day here and there if you're on vacation for a day or two, but then it's important to get back to the new way of eating that you found 
which helped you to reverse prediabetes in the first place and get back to that sustainable way of eating, which is good for your body, for your energy levels, and for your glucose levels. So this person also talks about having a blood glucose meter so they can check in between annual checkups. And that's something that I also do. Um, I think it's very important to once in a while check your check your levels and make sure that you're still in a healthy range and making sure that the dietary changes that you made in your life are really helping your numbers and making sure that you're sticking below the prediabetes ranges for the majority of the time. And I will have an episode in the future about how I check my blood glucose levels and how you can too. And this person also talks about uh, low-carb veggies and that's something I've also very much implemented into my day-to-day, whether it's red peppers or cucumbers or carrots or um, zucchini, broccoli, things like that that you can easily incorporate into your daily meals and will help you feel much more satiated and not feeling hungry throughout the day. Okay, so let's move on to the next person. And this person says, I was diagnosed with an A1C of 6.0. In three months, I lost 20 pounds and my A1C went down to 5.7. Since last year, I've maintained the weight loss and recently went for my physical and my A1C came back to 5.3. I have a weekly cheat meal. The rest of the week I eat at home. I try to make half of my plate non-starchy veggies. I try my best to stay away from processed foods. I usually have about three to four ounces of protein with my meals. I usually have two meals a day unless I'm super hungry in the morning. I'm able to have carbs during the week. It's usually rice or potatoes. I stay away from bread unless it's a cheat meal. I portion the carbs I have. I use chronometer on average. I'm hitting about 60 to 100 net carbs a day. Just depends on the day. I make sure to pair my carbs with fat, protein, and fiber. I portion and try not to overeat anything. Even when I have cheat meals, I make sure to portion. And that once a week, cheats are doable for this person. And she can still keep her prediabetes under control. So this is also a really great post. This person was able to lose weight and keep it off. Um, They really made it important for them to eat three to four ounces of protein with every meal, which is something um, that everyone should be doing. They also eat two meals a day, which is basically a nice way to do intermittent fasting and not to be snacking throughout the day. If you eat enough protein and healthy fats and fiber, and non-starchy vegetables in these meals, you won't feel hungry the rest of the day and you won't have cravings as long as you're avoiding those processed unhealthy carbs like pasta and bread and things like that. So this person found really good tactics for them and that's two meals a day, eating lots of non-starchy vegetables, eating enough protein with their meals, limiting their carb consumption to 60 to 100 grams of carbs a day, and that's net carbs. Um, So that's just taking away the fiber, not counting fiber towards their overall carb intake, 
And this person was able to really reverse prediabetes in a sustainable way where they're still eating some of those foods which are considered to be unhealthy. You don't have to go crazy and remove all of these foods forever. It's okay to, in small amounts, if you're doing it the right way, to eat some of these foods, especially if you're with friends or family or special occasions or vacations. You can, once you reverse prediabetes, add some of these foods back to your diet in small amounts. And as long as the majority of your meals are healthy, whole foods, enough protein, enough healthy fats and vegetables, you can find a sustainable way of adding back some of these treats to your diet. And it's okay. And a lot of people successfully reverse and keep prediabetes off while maintaining this type of lifestyle. So someone asked the person who wrote this what they eat for cheap meals. And then they said they have pizza, burgers, ice cream, fast food, etc. The basic junk food bad for you. Everybody is different. For me, once a week having something bad is not messing me up at all. It could be different for you though. Best bet is if you're using a glucose monitor, you can test to see how a cheat meal affects you and follow up with your doctor. I also portion cheat meals and it's literally one meal a week. I don't have a cheat day or days. If I know I'm going to have a cheat meal, my other foods that day will be unprocessed and low carb or I might even fast that day. So this person's very strict about one meal during the week, they can eat their unhealthy foods and the rest of the day, they're making sure they eat healthy or low carb or even fasting that day. Um, and for the rest of the week, this person is maintaining a very healthy way of eating and it's sustainable for them because they can have this one meal a week which does not ruin their glucose levels and they can continue on and their body can handle that since they already reversed prediabetes. Okay, so this next person who reversed prediabetes says, the key is not going back to your old lifestyle. And me personally, I find this to be extremely accurate, um, at least for what it was in my case. And for me, I've been able to keep up with the changes I've made and do it in a sustainable way. And that has helped me in the longevity way of keeping prediabetes away. And hopefully that will be for life. So I'll continue with this person. They say, however, a difference between the initial shock stage and whatever comes after, with time you'll learn that you can still maintain a healthy weight and a low A1C when having your weekly pizza. My best advice, one, find a form of physical activity you enjoy. Personally, despite having low blood glucose for a while, I keep going to the gym five times a week because I like it. Two, get familiarized with the glycemic index and use food substitutions you can use for the long run. For example, I've been using red potatoes instead of russet potatoes for two years now, which tastes really similar but has a very different effect on blood glucose. Also, note that pasta is actually on the lower spectrum of the glycemic index, so you can have it as long as you're eating it with protein. So this person um, found that the changes they made were sustainable, and that way, when they reversed prediabetes, they were able to keep it off. 
And this was even with smaller changes and changes which just were part of their lifestyle. So for them, it was really being physically active and going to the gym five times a week to work out, getting more familiar with the glycemic index, which is important, and it can help you determine how much different foods will impact your blood glucose levels. So for this person, it was just making small swaps of the type of potato they're eating and even just eating protein with the carbs that they were eating. So that's great. And it's another example of someone sustainably reversing prediabetes. So let's get into the next person who reversed and kept prediabetes off. And they say, weight loss and less than 50 grams estimated carbs a day. I aim for the least amount possible. Sometimes I go over. My blood sugar has stabilized even fasting. Original A1C of nine. So this person had type two diabetes, not just prediabetes. Uh, and now it's 5.4. Fasting numbers drop to normal. How do I cheat? I don't give myself cheat meals. When I do that, it's down I go. I do cheat if the cheat comes up a life event or whatever, I'll have a bit of cake. A family dinner, I'll have a third of a potato. The taste is all I need to feel included, but most of the time, I think, why bother? If I was a heroin addict and gave myself a heroin cheat day, it wouldn't help me. I did go through a grieving process with food. I treated myself after a lower A1C and the comfort food didn't do it for me anymore. It tasted like fat and salt. I had to reconcile my issues with cheat foods and how they'd changed for me. I found new ways to eat the things I previously enjoyed, and if I really wanted, I have a bite or two, after all, the rest of my low-carb dinner. My eating disorder, mostly binge, went into total remission not just after I started low-carb, but after I ditched the processed foods, except meat. I'm not a robot, she says and the fake sweeteners for a few months. Now I have fake sweeteners occasionally, and they feel like a cheat. This isn't something that was easy for me. I am a person that could eat 13 donuts in a sitting. However, my uncle died last year in an accident, likely due to too much insulin, and had just lost his leg. My father has foot ulcers now and is always on IV antibiotics and in the hospital. The consequences are very real for me. So this person sees all the issues that can come along with type 2 diabetes and eating unhealthy. So for them, it's really serious and they really need to keep their glucose levels under control. And obviously, it's in their family um, of having other family members with these issues. And basically, anyone who eats really unhealthy can develop these issues. But for someone where they see it in their family a lot, it's really important for them to take it seriously and eat in a way where they will not develop type 2 diabetes or where they can reverse prediabetes or it depends on the situation you're in. But this person, their main tactics are 50 grams of carbs or less and really not having any cheat meals because for this person, cheat meals bring them down a dark path and make them want to binge again 
and things like that. So depending on the type of person you are, and only you know that, you can decide for yourself if there's a way where you can implement small amounts of things you really like, which aren't necessarily so healthy, back into your diet or not. Um, for a lot of us, after we start eating in a really healthy way, we start really enjoying those whole healthy foods and we don't even enjoy those uh, kind of cheat meals anymore like we used to. But for you, you can decide if you can eat small amounts every now and then and if that works for you that's great and if not you can just avoid it and you can keep your carbs this person keeps it to 50 grams a day once you reverse prediabetes you can increase that a bit more um, but you should not go back to those days of eating two to three hundred grams of carbs in a day every day as if you did that prediabetes could come back very quickly so let's move on to the next person and they say i eat more vegetables i've been eating lots of vegetables as recommended by my doctor my doctor suggested when i stopped taking statins to eat more vegetables i was eating five more servings of vegetables not including fruit a day before that suggestion i now don't count vegetable servings but i can guess I eat quarts of vegetables a day. Two quarts of cooked vegetables, which is fairly typical, would be 16 servings. I also consume at least two to three more servings of raw vegetables. You see why I don't count servings. The average American eats less than two servings of vegetables a day. I eat more than 20 a day. Since I've been eating so many vegetables, almost all non-starchy kind, my LDL has gone down lower than it was on statins. I'm no longer pre-diabetic, 5.8 HbA1c to 5.4. So this person had a great reduction in their A1c, they reversed pre-diabetes, and they found a way of eating for them, which was sustainable, and that's eating a very, very large amount of vegetables, I know it is difficult to get to these quantities of vegetables, but if you can just get at least to seven servings of vegetables a day, that would be very beneficial. So let me know if you enjoyed this type of podcast episode. Email me at findingyournutrition at gmail.com. I'll leave that in the podcast notes. If you do, I'll do more of these episodes in the future, and I hope you got something out of these different people who reverse prediabetes and the tactics that they shared with us today and how they managed to keep prediabetes off for the long term. So have a great one, everyone. Implement some of these tactics into your lifestyle, and I'll see you next week on the Find Your Nutrition podcast. Mm-hmm.